Welcome everyone to the Ohavei Torah, Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Mem. We will begin on Daf Lamatet Amabet, two lines from the bottom. Amar of Ashi. Says the Gemara, Amar of Ashi. Vididi Amali Amemar, I heard from Amemar. Ahubah Tavya, lavitz tudi itzitad. That deer that we spoke about in the previous Gemara was not a case of the deer that was caught by a goy on Shabbat. That's not what the Machlok would have Then everyone would agree that if it's caught on Shabbat, it should be mutad, I'm sorry, caught on the first day of Yom Tov. It should be mutad on the second day of Yom Tov. Because if you're talking about a Yom Tov-like Sukkot, let's say, where only one day is a Yom Tov de Oraita, and the second day is completely de Rabbanan, it's a Gizera, everyone would agree Everyone would agree that if it's caught on one day, it's mutar on the next day, because one day is for sure weekday, and one day is Shabbat. One day is a holiday. So therefore, whichever day it's caught on, the next day, the second day, it's for sure mutar. The case was that the animal had come from outside the tchum, which means it had been caught and brought from the outside. Mandachal Savar, Rav Nachman held, who, who, who was in the Reish Geluta's house, and was eating the tree, he held, The reason why he's allowed to have it is because the Goy had brought it for one Jew, for the Reish Geluta, and he is not the Reish Geluta, and since the Goy didn't bring it for him, he could eat it. Because he held that when if someone brings something out of the tomb for one Jew, other Jews can use it. And Rav Sheshit, who didn't want to eat it, Savar called the Ati the Bebesh to the Kulu Rabbanan Ati. He says, you're right. He agrees that you're, if something's brought in for one Jew, another Jew can use it. But he says that when the Goy brings it in for one Jew, the Rebesh he understands the Rebesh has a lot of guests. And it's considered as if it was brought in for each and every guest. And that's why it's Asur for Sheshit as well, because the Goy brought it in for him as well. So it wasn't the case of a, a deer being trapped, or a deer being brought in outside the Tchum. And the Machlok it was, do we consider, do we take into consideration the fact that the Resh had many guests in his house, and say that all the guests are included in the Asur of using something brought by a Goy from out of the Tchum, or not? Says the just an interesting point. This holiday, uh, an organization called Adopter Cole sent me a sefer from Ramosha Feinstein, and the sefer arrived in my house on the first day of Roshana. And uh, these thoughts were going through my mind that had it been, um, had it been. A different holiday besides Rosh Hashanah, maybe you could have used it on the second day of the holiday. Being Rosh Hashanah, that's really one day. According to some opinions, better not to use it. Says the Gemara, Va'ashkhev Sheshit the Rabbi Bar Shmuel, Va'amaleh. Rav Sheshit found Rabbi Bar Shmuel and he told him the following Lo Hayu Divanim Me'olam. This that we said before, that um, one of the rabbis asked 
Remember, if I'm not mistaken, it says Ashkar Rav Sheshit saw Rabbi Shmuel and asked him, "Did you ever hear anything about the two kiddushot?" That story never happened. Lo hayud v'imuram. It's not. It's not a true story. It never happened. He never asked him that question. Says the Gemara, "Hahu lifta deati lemachoza." There was a story that they brought this vegetable from a chuzah by a goy on Yom Tov. When Ravaz saw it, he saw that it was wilted and it looked like it had not been, um, it, that it wasn't fresh. So Ravaz said, you're allowed to sell it and you're allowed to buy some of it on, on, uh, to eat it on that day. Now, of course, when we're talking about selling it, we're talking about not paying for it right then. You're paying for it later because you can't sell something on the holiday. The Amar, the reason why he said it's okay, because he's assuming that obviously because of its wilted stage, it must not have been, um, it must not have been planted today. Because had it been had it been growing today, it would have been muksa because it was cut off. So there's no problem of muksa over here because since it's wilted, it wasn't harvested that day. So therefore, it's from the day before, it's not muksa. The only problem is, my Amit, what are you going to say? Maybe he brought it outside from outside the tchum and therefore it should be asur. But since it was brought for one person, it's mutar for the other Jews and therefore it's not a problem. Definitely these vegetables that were brought for Goyim should surely be fine. Once they saw that the sales were good and the Goyim were able to sell all their vegetables, they're going to bring new ones. They sold all their wilted vegetables, but they might bring new ones now because the sales were so good, because the rabbi allowed it. Therefore, asaluhu. So they made said it's asur to buy for them because they might bring new ones that were brought number one for Jews, and they might also be. They might also be not wilted. They might have been cut that day. Says the Gemara further. Hahu bnei genana. There was people who were building chupas. Now. The Gazuleo Asa Biyom Tov Sheni. They had Goyim who were cutting Hadassim for them on the second day of Yom Tov. I, I'm waiting for the party planners to get get in wind of this uh, trick, but the, now, nowadays they often make chupas which are covered in orchids or roses or other types of flowers. Um, it seems like. If you want to get a beautiful one, in the olden days, the party planners were using Hadassim. So they had a Goy supplier who was supplying Hadassim. Probably smells beautiful. I'm sure it's a beautiful smelling chupa. And they bring Hadassim on Yom Tov Shini. They cut it on the second day of Yom Tov. Le'urta. And they want to use it for a wedding that was taking place right after Yom Tov. Sharu Ravina Alta. Ravina allowed them to smell it right away. He didn't make them wait 
normally you would make them wait if something Goy did a labor for a Jew. Let's say the labor takes an hour. You make them wait an hour after the holiday is over to use it. But Ravina allowed them to smell it immediately. Why did he do that? Says the Gemara, Amar lay. So he said to them, Rabba bar Tachlifa the Ravina, less do more bnei and bnei Torah. You should make it asur because these people are not bnei Torah, and therefore. If you don't allow them to use it, they might end up ignoring Yom Tov Shani because you're being lenient on them. Mat Kipla Rav Shama, Tama De'enam B'nei Torah, Ha'b'nei Torah Shari, but if is the only reason because they're not B'nei Torah, Rabbi'ina Kadesh Yatsu, I thought you have to wait as long as it takes for the Malachah to happen. Azlu Shaili Rava, when they ask Rav, Rav says, you do have to wait, Kadesh Yasui. Even if you are Ben Torah, you have to wait because it was done for you. Okay, we're at the two dots now. Now, in the Mishnah, we had said that according to Rav Dosa Ben Horkinus, the rule was that a person who's Chazan on Yom Tov Rosh Hashanah, he says his prayers on condition. He'll say, Yom Rosh whether it's today or tomorrow. So you mentioned Rosh Chodesh, whether it's today or tomorrow, to show that you're not sure which day it is. And since you don't know if today is the real day or tomorrow is the real day on, on Elul, you never know which day is going to be real. You have to mention a Tanai in your prayers, that if today is not the day, my prayer is not a real prayer. Amar Rabbah, when you say Musaf, do you mention Rosh Chodesh also? Because every Rosh Hashanah is also Rosh Chodesh. So you wanted to know, being that it's Rosh Chodesh, should we mention Rosh Chodesh in our tefillah? Do we say, Kevin the Chalukim Musafin, Amrinan, since when it comes to Korban Musaf, there's one Musaf in the olden days in the time of the Beit HaMikdash. Every Korban Musaf that we have also was a korban. Every tefillah musaf was a korban. And since in the Beit HaMikdash, there was a korban musaf for Rosh Chodesh, together with the musaf of Rosh Hashanah. Therefore, Amrinan, therefore we should mention a separate mention in the tefillah of musaf Rosh Chodesh. Or or when we maybe we'll say that since we're calling it Yom Azikaron in the Tefillah, so Zikaron works for both Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Chodesh. Maybe it goes both ways, and you don't need the two-in-one shoe polish. Says the Gemara. Amar Lan. So he said back to him, Tinitua, it's a Mishnah. Our Mishnah is actually pointing that out because Reb Dosa Omer, the guy who passed in front of Teva has to say it tonight. My. Now, why did the rabbis not agree that you should say the tonight, that if today's Rosh Chodesh, it's Rosh Chodesh, or if not, not? Isn't the question whether you should mention Rosh Chodesh? Which means that the rabbis, the machlok of those, and the rabbis, is if Dosa says you have to mention it with the tonight. And the Chachamim hold, you don't have to mention it with the Tanai because they hold, you don't have to mention Rosh Chodesh. And if so, we see that there's actually a Machloket Tanaim 
whether or not you have to mention Musaf or not. Says Gemara, no, that's not true. Really, lehat not. The machloket, everyone agrees he's supposed to say. The machloket is whether you should make a tanai or not. One rabbi says, Rabdosa says you mentioned with a tanai, and the chachamim say you, you shouldn't mention the tanai, but you should say it for sure. This is also logical. It says that not only on Rosh Hashanah would Reb Dosa say it tonight, if today is real and if not, not. He would also say it tonight, every Rosh Chodesh, so if Rosh Chodesh, let's say Shvat, so then we would have a tonight in the Tevilah Musaf, if today is Rosh Chodesh, then, I'm te- then this is what I'm saying, if not, not. And the rabbis didn't agree over there also. Now, just like over there, everyone agrees you should mention Rosh Chodesh. But the machloket is whether or not you should say it with a tanai, or maybe you should say it without a tanai. So, if I understand what it means, if the machloket between the chachamim of dosa is about whether or not you should make a condition, that's why the rabbis didn't agree when it comes to Rosh Chodesh. Eli Amrit Laskir, but the question was whether you should mention Rosh Chodesh at all. Amayil Hodula, why wouldn't the rabbis admit by a regular Rosh Chodesh? Because on a regular Rosh Chodesh, everyone agrees you should mention the Rosh Chodesh. The only question is whether you should mention Rosh Chodesh on Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah supersedes Rosh Chodesh. When on Rosh Chodesh Shavad, of course you should mention it. Why would there be Machloket about that? Must be the Machloket is about whether or not you should have a condition, but everyone agrees you should mention it. Asking my oh yeah, well am I lahat? Not so. What are you going to say? The machloket is whether or not you should make it tonight. Lamli leflugi betarti. Why would they have to mention two separate makamot? In other words, why would you have to mention that they argue about a rosh chodesh alone and they argue about rosh Hashanah alone? They should be able to mention one, and we'll figure if they argue whether or not you should make it tonight by rosh chodesh, then of course you should argue about the tonight on rosh Hashanah or the other way around. This is why I'll tell you why. If we would only mention Rosh Hashanah, I would have said that the rabbis don't allow mentioning it tonight on Rosh Hashanah because since you say if, the people who are praying are going to say, oh, it's only a if Rosh Hashanah, then maybe, you know, something if I have important text, I'll answer it because it's only an if Rosh Hashanah. So in order that people don't poo-poo, don't make light of Rosh Hashanah. The rabbis, that's why the rabbis disagree and don't allow any tanai, any iffy statement in your tefillah. Right? When it came to Rosh Chodesh of the whole year, where you're allowed to do malachah, we're not worried anyone's going to make light of Rosh Chodesh because there's no rules on Rosh Chodesh. And they agree that you should always say tanai. I would have said if it only said Rosh Hashanah. That's where Rabdosa says that you shouldn't say it. Maybe they agree you should make a Tanai when it comes to Rosh Chodesh. So you need both. Sorry. Maybe Rabdosa agrees when it comes to Rosh Hashanah that since people might come to Mazuzalibe, maybe he'll agree that you shouldn't mention a Tanai for Rosh Hashanah because it's dangerous. Therefore, we have to mention both ideas. 
Metivi, we ask the question, Ask the Gemara bomb question. Is a brighter that mentions how many berachot are in your amida on Rosh Hashanah? One bet says there's ten, which is three in the beginning, three in the end, and four in the middle. For three, every tefillah starts with um, three berachot in the beginning. Magen Abraham, Mechayim, Atim, Atakadosh. Three at the end, Ritzeh, Modim, and Sim Shalom. And the middle ones, which are, the Machloka, is it four in the middle or three in the middle? Three according to Bet four according to Bet Shemai. Now, if it's true what we're saying, that you have to mention Rosh Chodesh also, Bet Shemai should say you need 11 because should be an extra one for Rosh Chodesh. Amarav Zeirashan Rosh Chodesh Mishdok Shekolel Shachlim Barbit Kolam Musafim. There it's different because since we threw in all together when it came to Shachlim, we threw the Bible itself also. Good. Does Bet Shammai agree with this rule of Kolel that you could put things together? Because we had just answered now that since in Shachrit and Arbit on Rosh Chodesh you don't make its own Beracha, you Kolel which means that you don't make a special beracha for Rosh Chodesh. You just include, you just include in your beracha of Shabbat, Mekadesh Yisrael v'Rashi Chadashim. So to here you do the same. So ask the Gemara, Mi'itah the Bet Shemai Kolel, you want to say that Bet Shemai agrees with Kolel? V'atani dim v'lo'etan v'brayte, Rosh Chodesh Yichal Yom Peshavat, Rosh Chodesh Yom Shabbat. Bet Shemai Omrim Mitpalel Shmona. He says you have eight berachot. Bet Shemai Omrim Mitpalel Shev, he says you only have seven. So you see, the Bet Shemai is saying you have eight, which is an extra one for Rosh Chodesh. Three, three, and one for Shabbat, plus eight. So Bet Shemai sounds like they don't agree with putting Rosh Chodesh in with other things. So how could we say that? How could we say that Bet Shemai says that there's only 11, that there's 10, not 11, because he can't, Kolel, here we see Kolel happening. Amar Abzeir, Abzeir explains, Shani Rosh Chodesh, Mitoch Shekolel Shachit Arbit, Kolel Nam Busavin. On Rosh Chodesh, when we have Arbit and Shachit, we are being Kolel, we're including automatically. And therefore, you could do it by Musaf also. How are we including? Because we don't have our own special Belacha, even during the week. By Shachrit and Arbit. We don't have our own special Belacha for Rosh Chodesh. We have Yalei Be'avo. So, so too, we could do that and not have its own Belacha on for Rosh Chodesh by Musaf as well. 
Does Bet Shemai agree that you can include things together, Rosh Chodesh together with Shabbat? Shimona, Bet Shemai says there's eight Berachot on that day, which would be seven normal ones and one extra one for Rosh Chodesh, an extra Beracha for uh, for Rosh Chodesh. Bet Hillel says Bet Sheva. And Bet Hillel says there's seven, which means doing including. So we all know that on Shabbat we always have seven Berachot. There's three in the beginning, three at the end, and one in the middle. That's according to Bet Hillel. Bet Shammai says that there's eight. So it's, if the Bet Shammai says on Rosh Chodesh there is eight, that means the Bet Shammai does not allow Kolel, which is throwing in the, uh, the Rosh Chodesh into the seventh Beracha. And Bet Hillel does. So how could we say before the Bet Shammai agrees with Kolel on Rosh Hashanah, which is Rosh Chodesh? You see on a regular Rosh Chodesh Shabbat, he doesn't hold of it, says the Gemara. The kolel This rule of being kolel, throwing something in, is actually machloket anaim. The Tanya we learned in the Brayta. Shabbat shechal yot berosh chodesh or becholos shavuot. If you have Shabbat, that falls out on rosh chodesh or cholam moed. Arbit shechitu minchamet belakedar koasheva. Arbit shechitu minchad. There's always seven melachot, and they stay the same. Ve'omer me'ena bnei me'orah ve'avoda, and you'll mention the. Rosh Chodesh in Avodah, which is Ritzeh. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, which is Yalevi Avodah, which is in Ritzeh. Rabbi Omer Behodah, according to Rabbi Eliezer, you don't mention Rosh Chodesh in the... I'm sorry, you don't mention Rosh Chodesh or Chol Moed in Yalevi Avodah, but rather you do it in Modim. And if you forgot it, you have to go back and do it again. And you start off the middle beracha, in other words, the beracha that's in between the first three and the last three, which is the new one for Shabbat. You start off talking about Shabbat. You end off the beracha with Shabbat. You mentioned, and you mentioned the Rosh, the, either the Rosh Chodesh or Chol Moed in the middle of it. According to Tanakama. Rashpagomer, Rishmael, Bimno, Rashmael, Rashmael, says, Koma Shizakuk Lesheva, Matchil Bishel Shabbat, Musayem Bishel Shabbat, which means whenever you need seven Benachot, you mention Shabbat in the beginning of Shabbat and the end, and Kilshat Yom in the middle. So it sounds like, according to Ishmael ben Rucha, this rabbi, he's the one who says that you don't necessarily have to be kolel at all when it comes to these berachot. And it sounds like when it comes to arbit and shachrit, you have to mention, oh, I'm sorry, According to Yishmael Benoch Shemirachem and Bruka and Rashbag, you have to men- you have to be kolel by all the berachot. You have to mention Rosh Chodesh. Whereas when it comes to when it comes to Tanakama, he says that by Shachrit and Arbit you will not mention anything about Rosh Chodesh, and you only mention it in Musaf.
since not everyone agrees that you need kolel, my havalah. So what's the halacha when it comes to whether you mention Rosh Chodesh on Rosh Hashanah? Amar Chista, Zikron Echad Ole Lekan Lekan. When you mention Yom Zikron, it works for both. V'chen Amar Zikron Echad Ole Lekan Lekan. That's what Rabbah says also, that one Zikron, Yom Zikron mentioned, you could, that including the Zikron of Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Chodesh, and therefore it works for both. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbah. When we arrive of Huna, he asks the following question. Do we say when it comes to Rosh Kippur? What's the Do you say Zman? Meaning, now whenever you, we, we talk about Zman, we're talking about Sheikh Yanu Vikyanu Vikyanu Lazman Hazer. That's the question of Zman. Do we mention Sheikh Yanu on Rosh Hashanah or Kippur? Do we say, Kevin the Zman, the Zman Ati, since they come from time to time and we're happy that we got to it, so we should mention Sheikh Yanu, Amrinan, or Dilma, Kevin the Law Ikrigalim, since they're not called a regal. So therefore, Law Amrina, we don't say Sheikh Yanu. It's not one of the three regalim. It's not one of the three holidays, Pesach Shavuot Sukkot. Maybe we don't say it. So should we say it or not? Says the Rav, Chiata Bei Rabbi Huda. Amar, he would say, Ana, Akarachata Nami Aminazman. He says, every time I see a new squash that we don't usually get in the wrong season, I say I say a Beracha. So therefore, if I could say it on a squash, I probably could say it also on Rosh Hashanah Kippur. Amar Le, Rishut Komebayle. You want to know whether or not you're you're doing something an optional thing? Of course, optionally you could say it, but we want to know if you have to say. We want to know if you have to say Shechianu on Rosh Hashanah Kippur. Rabbi Shmuel, Amri Shabayu, Rabbi Shmuel, they both say, and Omim Zman They both say that there is no Zman unless it is one of the three holidays, Peshach Shavuot Sukkot, and Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, according to Rav and Shmuel, should not require Shechianu. Ten chelik l'shiva v'gam l'shmona. The pasuk says, "Give a portion to seven and also to eight. What does the pasuk mean in Kohelet? It's a cryptic pasuk. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. The Rebbe says, "Shiva." When it says, "Give a portion to seven, elu shiva yimei bereshit." These are the seven days of creation. Shmona, ela shmoni yimei mila. Seven days of creation and the eight days of brit mila. Rebbe Shuomer. Shiva el Shivime Pesach. Shmona el Shmoni Mechag. Seven is the is the seven days of Pesach, because the seven days. Shmona is the eight days of the of Sukkot, including Shminatzeret. Ukshumer Vigam. And when it says the word Vigam, the Rabot Atzeret is coming to include Shavuot. And what what else is coming to include? Roshana and Yom Kippur. They are also given. My, how does it work? Love the Zman. Isn't it talking about Zman? Now the word Gam. Was including Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. And we're assuming that means that they also have to have Zman. They have to have Shekhyanu. Mar says, Lo. 
Levracha. We're telling you that you have to make a Mikadesh Yisrael Azimanim on that day. But we're not telling, which is of course included in the Amidahs of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, but not necessarily is that Pasuk and Kohelet a proof that you have to say Shechianu. Because if you thought it's talking about Shechianu, Zman Kol Shiva Meika, do we say Shechianu all seven days of Pesach? You only see it in the first two days. Really, we could have told you that it was talking about Shechianu. And this that we said that Pesach requires. Pesach is seven. We're not saying that every one of the seven days needs Shechianu. We're saying that if you didn't say Shechianu on the first day of Pesach, you could say it on the fifth or sixth day of Pesach, whenever you remember. Have a problem. You have to mention it should need a cup of wine. And the rule is most people don't have wine on all seven days of Pesach, only on the first day. Therefore, how would you say Shechianu if it's not the first day? There's a proof to Rav Nachman, because since most people don't have a course on the other days of Pesach, so it's a proof that you're allowed to say Shechianu, even not in Kiddush. If a person doesn't have a cup of wine, let's say a person is in a situation where you have no wine, you're allowed to just walk in the street and say Shechianu, because the Shechianu is really on the fact that we're we have the holiday, not on a cup of wine. We do it on a cup of wine, then once we're saying it, we'll say it on a cup of wine, at Kiddush. But if you don't, you could say it anyway. That's Rabbi Nachman's opinion. And we see from here, that this Mishnah saying, that you, if you didn't say it on the first day of Pesach, you could say it on the sixth day of Pesach, is a proof to Rabbi Nachman that you could say it in the, in the street, because no one usually has wine. Or it's not necessarily. It wouldn't be a question on the one he argues with, because... The course, we're talking about a case where a guy got a course. He had, happened to have a cup of wine, but you're right, if you have no other cup of wine, maybe you would not be allowed to say it according to the other rabbi. Says the Gemara, That's good for Shavuot Roshana. It makes sense. How will you make Shechian on Yom Kippur? After all, you're not allowed to drink then. So, how could we say that it might be a Shechian on Yom Kippur? When would you say it? If the case is that you make Shechianu and then you drink, maybe you want to answer that right before Yom Kippur starts, you should make Kiddush and drink it. Can't be. Why? Because once you said Shechianu, you accepted Yom Kippur to start and you would be asked to drink. Rav, me bedalt, because one time we found in Berachot that uh, the rabbi asked him, there was one rabbi asking another rabbi, and he said, Did you make Havdalah? Meaning, did you stop doing Melacha? So we see from this situation when a rabbi, when a rabbi wants to, he could accept or not accept Shabbat. So therefore, when, when a person accepts Yom Kippur, he'll be asur to drink and he won't be allowed to drink. In that case, he said, yes, I stopped. 
So now, what are you going to say? Maybe you say, okay, you'll make the Sheikh Yarn on Yom Kippur on a cup of wine, and you'll leave it, you won't drink it. Uh, doesn't it say, it says in Benachot that a person who makes Abdallah has to taste the cup, otherwise you're not Yotzeh. So here too, you should have to taste the wine on Kippur for the Sheikh Yarn, otherwise you're not Yotzeh. And if you say the Tiva Lenuka, if you want to say, give it to a kid to drink. We don't like Rabbi Yaakov, Yaakov who says that you're not allowed to have a kid drink for a kid. Because we're worried that if you teach a kid to do it, he might end up becoming bad when he gets older. Because on Yom Kippur, we won't allow the kid to have to drink the wine because we'll be teaching him to do an Avera. So it sounds like we hold that you can make Sheikh Yano like Rav Nachman even in the Shuk. And you don't need a kos. My Havila, what's the halacha? Shadri Ranan, the Rav Yemer, Saba, Kamedra of Chista. The rabbis asked Rav Yemer, the old rabbi, in front of Chista, Maliyoma de Reshata, on Erev Rosh Hashanah. And he said, Sil Chazi Hechavid Uvda Vita Emelan, go see how Rav Chista acts. And we'll follow him. Kichazi, when they saw him, Amale, they saw Dalia Levitiva Rafsa Lebeduchta. This is a mashal. If a person picks up a log from the ground, you never really know why he's picking it up. He might want it for firewood, or he might want to use the place that it was in. But if you pick up a wet log, which is unfit for firewood, of course you want the place that it's in. And therefore, the rabbi is saying, obviously, uh, Rabbi Yemar Saba didn't come for nothing to my class. He's coming to learn something. So therefore, he saw, Rabbi Yemar saw, they brought him a cup of wine. He made Kiddush and he said, Zman on it. His case was Rosh Hashanah, and when they saw him making, picking up a cup of wine and making Sheikh Yanu, they knew that he held that it wasn't just Shalash Regalim, but rather even uh, Rosh Hashanah Kippur also require Sheikh Yanu. We do say is even if you have no course of wine, you could do it even on even in the shuk. And of course, on Yom Kippur, when you have no wine, it's no problem. You of course do it. We do it right before Kal Nidre as the Shechian. Baruch Adonai Amen.